Hi, everybody. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today we are going to discuss a film starring one of my favorite actresses, Mm -hmm. Melissa McCarthy. Yes. It's called The Boss. Right. And The Boss is Michelle Darnell. Not Bruce Springsteen. Not Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) (laughs) Might have helped. Might have, might have. Michelle Darnell is one of the richest women in the world. Mm -hmm. She's a titan of industry. She is caught doing insider trading. Shades of Martha Stewart. Absolutely. She's sent to jail for a little while. When she comes out, she is absolutely broke. Right. And she decides that she's got to do something to build herself up to be very, very rich again. Mm -hmm. While all this is going on, we see Michelle Darnell to be one of the most unlikable human beings I have ever seen on the screen. Well, that's very true. I think we have to mention the fact that when she gets out of this prison, she's so broke that she ends up really having to, as we say, eat humble pie. In this case, she ends up at her former assistant's apartment, which is pretty small and pretty run down, and she begs her assistant to let her stay there. The assistant's name is Claire, and she's played by a very talented young comedian actress that I've grown to really appreciate, Kristen Bell. Yep. I think she's very, very good in this film, which isn't saying a whole lot about the movie because the picture is pretty much a disaster. You know, when you see the initials M.M., you used to think Marilyn Monroe. Right. Then you thought Melissa McCarthy. Now when I see M.M., I think mediocre movie. (laughs) Because that's what this disaster is. It is really, really bad news. It is written and directed Mm -hmm. by Melissa McCarthy's husband, Ben Falcone. Well, and Melissa herself. Yes. There were so many places, Anne, Mm -hmm. when she could have been very, very funny. I agree with you. And she drops the ball almost every time. I think that Melissa does best when she leaves her husband, Ben Falcone, at home (laughs) taking care of her kids. And she lets the director, Paul Feig, handle her on-screen appearances. Note, when she did Bridesmaids and Spy, those were directed by Paul Feig. Brilliant, brilliant. Absolutely great jokes and so well done. Then she teams up with her husband, Ben Falcone, and they come up with Identity Thief and Tammy. I rest my case. Right. You know, it's one thing to just fill your movie with potty humor and potty language, but Melissa McCarthy's audience is really young kids. They're teenagers. They're tweens. She is everything that Lou Costello was. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't know who Lou Costello was, well, he was part of a great acting comedy team, Abbott and Costello. But my point is, The kids sneak into R-rated comedies, and where is Melissa McCarthy's sense of responsibility? She's got kids of her own. Why does she insist on making movies that really are inappropriate? When I saw the picture, I saw it with a lot of kids. Believe me, there were several, dozens of them. Yep. And I saw it with a lot of senior citizens as well. And there was not a laugh in the house. You're absolutely right. And in fact... There were a lot of people sleeping during the movie, and frankly, their snoring kept me awake. I was really annoyed. I want to bring up one other thing about this movie. Sure. When I said about the sense of responsibility, I really want to focus on that for a sec. There is that scene in the movie 
that I know McCarthy thought was hilarious when she was filming it. And that was the gang war between two warring, let's call them Girl Scout troops, who are now selling brownies that are made by her assistant, Claire. But these two troops get into a gang fight. This was an appalling amount of physical, and I mean mean physical, contact. It was so shocking to me to see little girls, and I'm saying 10, 12, 14-year-old girls, engaging in this kind of bloody fighting in the middle of a comedy, or what is supposed to be a comedy at any rate. And it really, really left a sour taste in my mouth. I would have tossed my cookies, but I didn't have any, so I tossed my popcorn at the screen instead. But I was really shocked by it, and I was extremely offended by that particular moment in the film. I think a lot of the stuff that goes on offended me because you and I have both been watching movie comedies for decades. Yes. There's Abbott and Costello, the Marx Brothers. Well, those are classics. And then we have some of the modern-day guys. Steve Martin, sure. Oh, I love him. And anything Christopher Guest does as a director puts me on the floor. He's so talented. Of course, Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey and Bill Murray. They're all hilarious people. If there was a place to get a laugh, they did. Yes, that's true. Melissa McCarthy... When she could get a laugh, and she might get one laugh, but then she goes on with the same joke for five minutes. Exactly correct. The scene where she whitens her teeth. And puts the apparatus in her mouth. Yes. How long do you think that lasted? About four minutes. No, it seemed like an hour. It did seem like an hour. It's funny for like 20 seconds. Absolutely. Sure. And then you're off. But she doesn't have that sense of self-editing yet. And she needs a Paul Feig, an outsider to control her and to give her a more objective look at her work so that she's not falling in love with everything that she does because her husband is there. Again, when she and her husband get together, something splits apart. Unfortunately, it's not my sides. (laughs) Understand. Now, the good news is that she's getting ready to do another movie directed by Paul Feig. It's the all-female version of Ghostbusters. And I can't wait to see that. I think that's really heralding a good place for Melissa McCarthy because I know she's in good hands with that Paul Feig. She's a gifted, street-wise, funny chick. There's no question about it. Absolutely. And I don't know how much in this film she had lived, but whenever she talked to anybody who was against her in any way, when she put them down, it wasn't funny. It was vicious. You can't have a billionaire or somebody who used to be a billionaire being that mean to everybody. She was even mean to her assistant, Claire, who was doing so much for her. Well, it wasn't funny when she was mean to the kids, that's for sure. Right, right. Look, she's an oversized, over-the-top, funny, pretty comedian. She's got it all. Let's just hope Melissa McCarthy stops squandering her talent, and maybe this kind of a movie will be the last that she makes where it's just not funny. But for me, The Boss was just a complete waste of my time, and I thought it was a waste of the rest of the audience's time. Somebody must have spent a gazillion bucks on the budget to put this film together, and that was a waste of money. You're right. 
it's very, very true that it opened on a Friday. Everybody went to see it. Nobody went to see it the next week. Nobody went to see it Saturday, that's for sure. Right. I mean, this got very, very bad word of mouth from people who saw it. Correct. And it certainly has from us, because I went home and told everybody I know, do not see this movie. Well, then I guess we all know what color light I'm going to give this boss. I'm going to say, for me, the boss rates a red light. For me, it's a red light, too, Anne, because a red light means stop, and I want to stop everybody from going to or even renting this movie. Better go rent Bridesmaids or Spy, something that really shows off the great talent that Melissa McCarthy is. I want to make sure that we get that point across. I adore her. I adore her. All right, two red lights for The Boss. Well, we're going to review another movie very soon. We hope you will. Hang around until then. Until that time, my name's Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you will be the boss the next time you go and see something terrific at the movies. Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, nextbestpicture.com. On our show, we explore all year long what is possibly going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. We do this by conducting interviews with people within the film industry, holding weekly reviews of the latest theatrical releases, and on our main show, where we dive into various different topics, answer your fan questions, and also do our best to explore Oscar history's past in hopes that it will tell us something new for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com.